With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in. That includes a Nectar mattress, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com and get hugged. Eight and a half minutes, David. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. <laughs> we really actually, was it eight and a half It was like about, it was a solid eight There minutes. were actually two segments. Was it? Yeah, because Grant Holt as well. Did Grant you talk Holt, about Grant Holt? The Grant yeah, Holt was, yeah. was viable. That was a viable segment. Yeah. And they turn I mean, up. we talk what about what being... to do? They turn up. We talk about <laughs> yeah, it Even if Grant Holt hadn't played for Wolves, you'd just still squeeze <laughs> that in somehow. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast, David Evans here. Uh, on the podcast this week, Richard's here. Hello everyone. Gully's here. Evening. And we've got a guest with us uh, this week, Paul Berry is here. Uh, you, for those listeners who, well Paul hasn't said a word yet, so hello Paul. Hello. There we go, if you recognise that voice <laughs> right away, you might remember that Paul took part in our uh, media series episode 2 on Club Comms, because Paul you were part of the comms team at Wolves many many moons ago now, or not That's, many moons ago. Well, not too long ago now. Time flies. But now you're in that fan area. Fanboy. You're fanboy. Back to being a fanboy. So Uh, so yeah, welcome. Thank you. And every time we have someone new on the podcast, because we didn't do this on the media series because that was more of a serious one where we're not as so serious on this one. Uh, We have the fancast questions of three. Every person who makes a debut answers the same questions, although we've changed it this season. So the first question is, uh, favourite Wolves player of all time that isn't Steve Ball and why? I was going to say, you need an explanation. Um... (laughs) It's difficult, really, because obviously I work with a lot of players over a good few years. Who so I'd better not pick any of those because I might get myself into trouble. Um, I'd probably go back to when I was a fan before and say, um, from Steve Ball's era, Robbie Dennison. Good choice. Yep. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I tried weird. to play a bit like him. Nothing like it. <laughs> and just the fact I think the way he used to go past people, he didn't seem to kind of. And I got to know him a little bit in later years. So I can say this: he didn't seem to have any pace, but he just seemed to go past people. Don't know how he did it. But he did, um, and he was always really good Good to watch, so I'll go for him. Good, good, good. Uh, the key fancast question, eggs and sauces, so ketchup, mayo, uh, cupboard or fridge? Got to be the fridge. Good. Mm. Has anyone said cupboard? I keep my sauces in the cupboard. Really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Eggs in the fridge. <laughs> oh, right. Absolutely. Oh, so you, oh, right. So. Yeah, yeah, mix it up. Ke- ketchup's cupboard, yeah. mayo's fridge. Clearly have okay. commitment oh, yeah. problems. Yeah, yeah. In that yeah. Can't yeah. do both. No, it's all in the fridge. <laughs> all in the fridge. Although I, I appreciate the argument that you don't buy eggs from the supermarket in the chilled mm. aisle, do you? 
Nor do I mean, you buy ketchup, though. Exactly, yeah. Actually, it's a good point. It's a good point. See, I, I, I the debate rumbles on. Say, <laughs> We're never going to get to the bottom of that question. I always, of course, like, so I always keep eggs in the fridge, like as a safety issue. Like, because I think if they're on the side, they're more likely to we did fall, get, fall on break. Yeah. We did get an email about this. Was last season a real yeah. DT Dad email? I once yeah. actually took the egg holder out the fridge and subsequently dropped all the eggs there. So, you know, it's, the, it's do still you, a, it's Do you always take the eggs out of the box and put them in the holder or do you leave them in the box? No, they're in the holder. And therefore, why do you make an egg holder for a fridge if they're not supposed to go in the fridge? Do you see what I mean? Why do they make one? It's, it's just what you do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's okay, you do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We could have this argument all day. Let's, uh, yeah, we've already, already been criticised about how Let's wrestling talk wrestling. Talk, yeah. <laughs> uh, final uh, question. Unpopular opinion. So something that people generally like or hate that you actually perhaps have the opposite opinion of. Um, tough one, this. I'd probably say I am fed up of hearing about Mourinho and Pogba, which I'm sure most yeah, people, most people probably quite that. enjoying Fair that. Enough. That's a kind of opinion, is it? Yeah. I just think, yeah, I think people are enjoying, well, a lot of people are enjoying it all, but I just think it's... Uh, oh, we're enjoying the demise gone of... Much. Manchester United. Oh, there's yeah, two people involved. It's yeah. constant talking about it. I was going to yeah. say, it's getting far too much yeah, coverage yeah. for what's... But I think it's all part of the football media game. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not sure it's completely as it seems behind mm. the scenes. They're probably just getting on with it. Mm. And it's all part of the rich tapestry of football media. Mm. I think where sometimes things Which just you get know all about. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Inside knowledge already. <laughs> Look at if that. you okay. want to listen more, if you go to uh, the Wolves Fancast Media Series Part 2... Yeah, you can find it there. Um, just before we carry on, we've got our usual advert, gentlemen, every single week. Uh, and that's for our partners, Pixel Yeti Media. If you're looking for web design uh, for your business or your business into a new logo or a bit of marketing, go check them out. They're not just web designers, they're a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites, brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Staple now, that is isn't every week now. I'd be worried if we didn't do that advert. You so would Pixel Yeti Media? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah probably would. Contractually that, obliged. That, that <laughs> <in your list. laughs> yeah. Okay, let's do some news before we get into the game uh, against Southampton. We'll also talk about Palace as well and Twitter corner as per usual. Uh, Sacco, our beloved Sacco gentleman, has gone to West Brom. I think he signed up for the uh, rest of the season after having a trial. I think the question is, are we bothered that he's gone to West Brom? I wasn't. And then I saw his Instagram was swimming a wolf's kit and a part of me did kind of go... If only, like, because for a, what was he at club for three years? Yeah. Like, he was by far our best player. And, you know, whether we got relegated, got promoted from League One and nearly got to the playoffs in the championship, he was still probably our standout player. And we never got the chance to see peak Sacco in the Premier League or necessarily playing in a really good team. And, you know, to... I know he's moved on. He played for Palace for a couple of years, but then to see him play for West Brom just digs a bit. It shouldn't. It shouldn't because it's a job. It's a gig. But <laughs> good news, really hurts. Yeah. yeah, to be yeah. honest, I'm just disappointed that he didn't put his first Instagram post up to say, "Sorry, Wolves fans, man's got to eat." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't you, it? You, <laughs> you've got an unpopular opinion. Yeah, right, I, I think it's it's strange. I mean, people are dismissing Sacco as if you know he's some kinds of no nobody from a previous era. But it, I found it strange that you know we you know the guy had Wolves fans at his feet for three years. Are, are we getting a bit kind of snooty about the fact that we've come on to a seriously good 
stage right now mm. and everything that happened pre- previous to this is kind of you know just you know s- small time yeah, yeah i don't i don't believe people when they say that ah sako wouldn't even you know he's not fit to lace jotter's boots etc etc mm. things like that i just i find it strange uh you know you can't you can't obviously compare them directly because they're obviously from two different teams two different areas I'm pretty certain though Osaka would be a good player in this team. I think he he's certainly you know more, a more prolific goal scorer than some of the players that we've got going forward as well. So and he's got that experience now. I know you can yeah. oh, counter argue that slightly, but he has got that. Premier yeah, League experience. I still believe he would. Had he not been injured, he'd have been a good player for Palace, and we wouldn't be talking about a player playing for. West I mean, he's right still now. scoring a couple of goals from last season before he broke his ankle. Exactly. He mm. was never well. He never unfortunately had a, a run of games in the Premier League, and he suffered for it. Because he had a good start, didn't he? From yeah. what I remember, he scored at uh, Chelsea away. Yeah, yeah. Near he the scored, start. scored a winner there. I think he scored a yeah. winner on, on his debut or something as well. And he's, unfortunately, his fitness record doesn't stand up to it, and they've had mm. to let him go as a result. But you know, good luck to him, honestly. Hopefully, so you knew. Obviously, Paul, you knew him from around. We might mm. do this a lot. You knew that guy. <laughs> <as well. laughs> Blast from the past, but yeah. No, I think I agree with that. To be honest, I think it's it's a shame that sometimes fans, you know, almost decrying him a little bit and mm. oh you know we don't want him now well maybe we don't but I don't think you should forget someone like that yeah. and if you remember no. somebody just said the you know the ovation he got on his last game and he was in tears and I think the club meant so much to him for those three years he stayed um, when we got relegated he helped the team get back and I think uh, you know such a great guy always smiling and I just think um, you know it's Albion it's quite strange when you work inside walls the, the feelings I had as a fan about Albion kind of disappear a little mm, bit yeah. because uh, it's a job it's a job yeah, you get yeah. to know people I've got a lot of friends at Albion I have over the years so you kind of lose that edge which I'm sure will come back now I'm not there anymore <laughs> so Sacco comes to Wolves at some point in the future who knows yeah. but I just think you know it is a job um, I think it's a good move for him I think it's a good move for them if I can say that because I just think if you get him on song and mm. you know what he's got in his locker mm. and the, the pace and the the goals and the you know the shot shot on him with that left foot. I just think you know let's just hope he does well. Um, obviously, I know there's a lot of fans that don't want Albion to do well, which is fair enough. But for him as an individual, yeah, great. It'll be great to see him playing football again. Mm. Um, maybe if he does well, he'll go somewhere else. At the I, end mean, of the season. I think yeah. even sort of post injury, now he's turned sort of 31. He'll still be more than good enough for Championship mm. level. I don't quite think he's probably got it in the tank Premier League now, but it's hard to tell because he's been out injured for the last mm. six months or eight months or whatever but yeah you can't you can't fault him for his kind of career in England yeah. so far um, you, know, definitely you can wish him all the best without saying yeah. oh he wouldn't be good enough for us now I think that's yeah. probably what yeah. they're trying to say isn't um, it even if, he, even if he wouldn't get in there no, now just wish him all the being, best as someone that being, did a you good know, job if I bothered doing any prep work I'd have been interested to see sort of his stats in probably his last season with Wolves compared to even someone like Jotter's last season or Cavs and sort of mm. see how it matches up because he had a good return for Wolves in three seasons he pretty much was in double figures mm. each year and I'm sure it's like the first player since someone like yeah. oh god I can't remember who was it since Steve Bull or something like that he was the first player who'd got in double figures three years in a row was Ebanks ever close? Ebanks uh, well he had the no. Premier League years in between ah, yeah, so yeah, he, wouldn't yeah. have, he wouldn't have got into double figures then but Whatever he, he left an impression, and you can't forget yeah. that. 
at the end of the day. It was a fun player to watch. Yeah. And, you know, that, oh, you, that's you, what we watch football, isn't it? Because you want to be entertained. When he had the ball know, at his feet, you thought something was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was going to happen. Second half of that last season with him and Nafoe being dickhead. Yeah. I mean, that was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, 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 we got yeah, so yeah, close. Yeah. And you still think about that game at Birmingham, which was probably the one that yeah. cost us when yeah. we were in the top six and went ahead. But. I think it's what Erg got a kind of gully just mentioned before in terms of, you know, we've, we've seen fantastic football the last two seasons. But, you know, rightly, we were also saying that the same at that second half of that season. Because some of the football was fantastic. Absolutely. And everyone forgets about yeah. Raji Van Le Parra's role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look where he is now. The only one that's in the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, well, let's uh, crack on with the football chat, shall we? More football chat, of course. And we're going to talk about the game of the weekend. And Wolves got a 2 0 win at Molyneux against Southampton. Cavalera and Johnny with the goals. Uh, but, gentlemen, the, the overriding feeling was that yes, we won. But was it the worst, if you could even say that, performance so far this season? I think they went in with a really specific game plan, which they did for most of last season, where they try and blow a team out of the water in the first 20 minutes. And if we get the goal in about 20 minutes, we just will sit back and pick them off on the counter-attack. It's pretty much what we did against Burnley. We start strong. We started strongly pretty much every game so far this season. But if you don't score, they will drop off mm. because that's... Like if they've not done it there, they're not going to have the intensity levels. But as soon as we did that, sort of Southampton kind of counteracted and then kind of stepped up our game, mm-hmm. stepped up their game. We can kind of bring ourselves back up until what seventy fifth minute when sort of Troy and Cav kind of I came on. It's interesting you made the point about us starting games. Well, we do, we mm. really do, yeah, yeah. but we still only scored one goal in the first yeah. half all season long. Mm. And that's something that we've got to be better at because all season long last year we were getting into leads early in games and you know cruising. You it? could almost you know sit back and have a snooze yeah. for the rest yeah. of the, as a fan. <laughs> yeah, you know you just the, the result was never in doubt. But we've got a capital lot. I don't know if they're trying to be too careful with their finishing sometimes, not taking shots when they need to. Jota, you know, no, a number of times had the opportunity to just crack a shot off, try and turn inside his man, whatever. But We've got to capitalise on that pressure. Yeah. You know, it's worked. It's been fine so far. There's going to be a game where, after 20 minutes, we end up going behind, and then mm. you know, there's a little bit more of a concern. Unless it's Man United. Yeah, I mean, Southampton didn't have the greatest of chances, but it's what we've kind of touched on this season that, like you've said, one day the team's going to nick a couple yeah. of goals in, and then if we, you know, it's all well saying we've got all this possession and got all these these chances, but they've actually got to go in the back of the net. It's Leicester, wasn't it? Like, we did really well mm. for the first half now, and then all of a sudden we were two goals down. And it was pure misfortune that did that. It was yeah. nothing to do with Leicester playing well. Yeah. It was just absolute, you know, but that's football. It, it can mm. happen to you like that. Yeah. How, yeah. how did you feel? Over on your thought, feelings. There it's we go. Say, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, similar again. I think, uh, you know, if that started really well, didn't score, finished really well, and obviously got the two goals, but mm. that middle period of the game, Southampton seemed to be have a bit more control of it than we did and almost playing us at our own game they seemed to be mm. keeping the ball and kind of we were giving it away but um, I think you almost hinted at the start what a, what a position to be in to say that's our worst performance <laughs> of the season we've been yeah. Southampton yeah. 2-0 who are a decent established Premier League yeah. team um, and as much as it wasn't so comfortable in the middle of it we've come away comfortably first goal you know second goal was late on but with another crucial th- and then any three points in the Premier League however well we do mm. is so difficult yeah. and so hard to earn that yeah. it's not a bad position to be in to be saying that I was saying like in, in, I know because we've kind of picked up points not necessarily where we thought we would against Man United and Man City 
you're still kind of going to this game as a fan being like, it's Southampton at home. This is a game where if you look at the fixture at the start of the season, you're going, this is a game, it's almost a must win mm. in a way. But, you know, they're a team who finished, what was it, 16th in the end, 17th last season? You know, those are the teams you want to be beating. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> we, we won 2-0, but yeah. there's that big question mark of like a 40-minute gap in the middle. Um, I think, again, you made the point about it being a must-win. I think in the Premier League, because you've got that week-long break between games... Yeah. Mm. You know, fans get on tenterhooks yeah. a little bit, don't they? Yeah, you know, so they think that you've had a good performance there. last week and yeah. you're chomping at the bit for another That's game, right. and the pressure builds every single day. It builds yeah, and it builds, yeah. and you're sitting there and you're going, Southampton, they're not doing well. We've got to yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. We've got to beat them. Mm. You know, and then slowly, you know, you build yourself up into this frenzy. Mm. Look at it, the players don't seem to be impacted by that no. really. Nuno seems to have a lid on all that sort of thing, but in the fan base you know yeah. It's, yeah. it's not really a must win game no, is it but no, no. Yeah, you get that you know anticipation just builds up and you, it kind of over overballs a little yeah. bit and I go the, to the, the game, base, going to the game there was a lot of media talk about that game and football focus are there before the game I just I got this sense there was a lot of media actors doing a lot on Wolves and in your mind it seems to build it up even more mm. you know the pressure for Wolves to win basically was more uh, more than that, but yeah. Well, I remember when Football Focus came when I was there, and uh, we then lost three 0 to QPR that day. So yeah, Joey Barton, that was Joey Barton game. Oh yeah. So I do know what you're saying. It's probably a Wolves thing that's ingrained in you to think, oh crumbs, you know, there's a bit of a tension here. Are yeah. We gonna... I, I, I said last <laughs> season, but up, I but... think Wolves tend to thrive now under the spotlight. Mm. In, look at the games we had last season when we were on Sky. I mean. Probably didn't lose a game on Cardiff away, Middlesbrough away. Those were yeah. huge games. Yeah. The only one was Villa, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, you know, true. Like, um, Sheffield United at home. Like, that was one of the most flawed teams. That, 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 that sort of like, it, <laughs> you know, like late kickoff as well. Yeah. And again, came out of, you know, the game absolutely barnstorming. And again, a Premier League game, it almost feels like every game is a big yeah. game. It might just be like, you know, the amount of pyrotechnics we now have and all of that but it's like making it a proper every game is an event and they seem to have now kind of after sort of the first game or two finding their feet they kind of like the big occasions again now yeah. um, which is great to see but it took to uh, the 75th minute and then Cavalero first touch first goal lovely absolutely lovely to see one of those perfect Premier League stories isn't it but it definitely is first touch I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. Was this, yeah, I've heard, sure I think it was. But I think I've heard, heard a few people say first been, touch. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he probably touched the ball somewhere else. But yeah. first touch. Yeah, but you know, this is a person we've been talking about for weeks to make that kind of impact. Straight away, he did. He's Lovely. A, he's a player who who has a really high output. Um, in a similar way to what I was saying about Douglas last season, if you're playing a numbers game, mm. Cavs got to be up there. You know, in the amount of assists and goals he scores, it's it's incredibly high. Um, you know, it's no not really a surprise that he's kind of on. He's the player getting on the end of those. He's shown he's really confident in front of goal, and he's not lost that from last season. I think what I really like about our options now, especially, I mean, you look at it with with Costa and Jota. They're a little bit more straightforward players you know they run at their man they're a bit more fixed in their positions they're very disciplined often mm. as well with Nuno and his his system but 
Cavalero and Troyore coming off the bench, they're just a bit crazy. Mm. You, you know what I mean? They, they do things that you wouldn't expect them to do. Yeah. There's really, not a lot of forward planning. No, yeah. they're, 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 they're off the cuff. They're literally, the ball comes from and it's kind of, it's all a bit unpredictable. Yeah. And that's what makes a difference though because, you know, for, for 60, 70 minutes, Southampton looked relatively comfortable at times. Mm. And just to shake things up a little bit, mm. totally, yeah. you know, Go send, a bit them, send them a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Cav, he just impacts games every single time he's on the pitch. Even against Le- Leicester in midweek, I thought, you know what, he's, he's looked sharp, you know, he'd had this mm. time out and stuff, but he's just a, a guy that, you know, you want to get on the ball as mm. much as possible. You don't know what he's going to do next. He doesn't, seem, time, af- he doesn't seem afraid to do things. No, like, not at all. I, I'm, mm. I'm sure we'll probably touch on Jot in a bit, but he almost doesn't, Jot doesn't seem confident in himself to take mm. that chance, whereas... No, Cav does it with his first touch. He he's going past players. He wants to get on the ball. He'll he'll shoot from the edge of the box yeah. if he gets a chance. It might whack a defender, but it doesn't matter because I say his game's focused on kind of end result. Yeah. I guess. I think yeah. someone on Twitter noticed had said they think he's the best finisher at the club, and probably uh, yeah on the evidence. You don't see him miss much. No, you don't. No, you know no, some no. of the goals he scored last season. It's difficult to disagree with that. I think and. And it's the power he's got. I mean, he's a different player to Sacco, but you talk about yeah. what's going to scare defenders. It's yeah. not just the pace, but it's the, you know, they can't get close to him, can they? And he can, they're bouncing off him. And he's got more he's got he's, that explosive pace. Yeah, he's almost got more that physical strength, isn't he? Where yeah. Sacco mm. almost had the strength in his legs. Mm. Cavs kind of got that upper body strength that's yeah. going to scare those defenders. But it's the unpredictability. I mean, I think Traore, I only saw it today. I think the Wolves put the slow-mo of the goal. Mm. He almost lost control of the ball yeah. Didn't yeah. He? On, the, on the wing, but he, yeah. he then got it back and he's got enough speed and they're so but scared of him that he's got enough space yeah. to be able to we'll then still give get him an the extra box. yard yeah. because they know yeah. what he can do. if he can just get past you, even if he hasn't got full control of the ball. <laughs> he doesn't need to frightened. They are frightened. Just get yeah. in the box. Uh, the floodgates seem to open at that point. Jimenez had a header uh, just not that long afterwards, which was mm. lovely say, but then uh, Johnny B. Good, Johnny Otto got that goal. And, you know, we've talked, you know, at the start of the season, we talked about Barry Douglas going and what a disappointment that was. And you could still argue that the case. But uh, Johnny has been a fantastic replacement. Mm. And he's he's threatened us in games recently with the East, you know, another game against Burnley. He had that chance, which wasn't as, as good, but it was a great finish. And Johnny's been. Been good. Yeah. No. I was going to say, are we going to talk about how in the 85th minute of a game where we're one nil up against a quite a competitive team, we've got two wing backs in the box? Yeah. One setting up the other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it shows the confidence that they have to finish off moves yeah, in, in each yeah. other. And the thing is, <laughs> I remember first half, I think Doherty got the ball twice in, in an advanced position. He wasn't in the game because no. Bertrand was having a, he's doing a job and he was a, he's a good, good fullback, Bertrand. I, I really like him. But when he got the ball, he created two chances first off. And then subsequently in the second half, both goals came they, from the right-hand side. Yeah. Mm. And you, that shows you, you know, even if, you know, he's deterred by, you know, not being able to get into the positions that he normally gets into on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Still going, being still flying yeah, down yeah. the wing. Armstrong, you know, he absolutely bullied him right on in that corner. He's trying to claim oh, that he's pulling his shit. I was going to say, yeah. that was a, bit it was a sly one. Yeah. Wasn't no, it? I, I think he might have been a sly one yeah. on the blind side to the linesman and um, he's done him. <laughs> but, yeah, wing back to wing back, you know, Nuno system totally vindicated there as well. You, you can't get a better goal for him no. at no. all. Uh, Southampton might have filled, failed, felt a bit aggrieved that they didn't get a result out of it. Do you think they probably got their tactics right? I th- I'm not sure. I thought, I mean, I mentioned earlier, they kind of seemed to almost try and play a set of their own game. I just mm. thought 
when I saw the lineup with Austin and Ings and Redmond, that they might just go a bit more direct mm. and maybe just try and mm. ruffle a few feathers a little bit. Because those two, I mean, they seem to be getting more and more frustrated, even when Southampton were doing well. They just didn't yeah. seem to be getting the ball. They mm. weren't getting crosses in the box, one point which is I saw what they wanted. And um, Danny Ings picking up on the halfway line. Yeah. And. Like, they're finishers they want the ball in the box yeah, I'm pretty sure they were stopped them doing that, didn't I'm pretty sure they were arguing between each other yeah. as well at some point yeah. but credit to Wolves I guess yeah. for stopping them getting yeah. the ball yeah. stopping yeah. the supply they, line they, to they, I don't know how many teams have actually done it this season but you know, I mentioned our sort of drop off in intensity I haven't seen a team press Wolves like that yeah. and, like, they're, they're they did a job they definitely did a job know, they knew what they, they mapped it out how mm. to kind of stop especially Neves getting on the ball I think the other job for teams is though you can stop us playing but you've then got to try and do something with the ball yeah. and they weren't ever really threatening us I don't think a few balls it's came into the I was going to say and if stuff, they were Patricio yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I said well then yeah. yeah you've I got that to get past yeah. well listen the, the chances I created weren't really anything made the, apart from that free kick with Patricio kind of dropped ever so slightly chances there wasn't really, really a yeah. major chance yeah. that, that yeah. threatened no, the defence one of the Really good save he made. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I say, yeah, it was talking all... good saves. There's McCarthy off the oh, head. Yeah. I saw that. I was literally I was, I was just right yeah. behind that. I was going to say because you're him. South Bank as well, yeah. aren't you? And I remember like because the thing that was amazing and I don't get full appreciation was how low the header was. Yeah. It's it's and a, he's got it over It's the about way. a meter yeah. high, and he's managed to flick it up over. The, it was. Uh, it was almost behind it. Unbelievable yeah. save that was. Mm. Yeah. Um. Other good performances then that day. Generally, who do you think played well? I've I've noted Bolly, Johnny, and Jimenez just to start off. But anyone got kind of got their individual favourites from the game? I think for me, it was strange to see Matinho running around so much. Mm. He, he, he seemed to sprint and Harry and press, and he made that one tackle in the first half where everybody was oh, applauding him. Like, yeah. The defensive side of his game was the hardest I've seen him work actually. Maybe it's a sign of the game and we weren't at our best, so he had to do a bit more covering and, and chasing yeah. about. But it was good to see that he could still have an influence on the game in that regard. Because mm. I don't think Neves was necessarily at his best, so he might maybe had to compensate mm. for him a little bit. But he was he's always unbelievable, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. We don't deserve him. Yeah. There was at one point, I think, <laughs> he had the ball on the right-hand side. I think Costa had just picked up a knock, so mm. he wasn't making a run in behind mm. him. Martinez running out to the right-hand side... And he's got about three Southampton defenders around him, and he's just like, "Well, I've just got to hold the ball and do what I yeah. can here." And he's holding it, he's holding it, and he knocks it past. And he wins a free kick. Yeah, and you you don't understand how he's doing it's it. It's just game yeah. management, yeah. isn't it's it? This big. A, yeah. He's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, anyone for you? You kind of thought um, stood out. I think it's still Jimenez. I think he's been incredible. Mm. Um, you know, you look at the pedigree at the start of the season, you're kind of a little bit concerned just because yeah. of the lack of strikers that yeah, we've got. Yeah. But I think all season long, the again the strength. And I think, you know, you look at the way we play now and probably the same with Bonatini, I'm not sure we're ever going to get a 20-goal season striker. No, no. But I don't think we need one because the goals are going to come yeah. from different areas. But he certainly looks capable of getting into at least yeah. double figures. And it's just, you know, the way he holds the ball up, his, his touch is great, his passing's great, the way he brings people mm. in. And we've seen it finish. So I, I think say, if I he think stays fit, he's going to you know, he's gonna have a great that season. That seems quite interesting to me that he seems to be a selfish and unselfish. Like, he knows how to play for the team and himself. And I kind of think that... The goal we scored against Burnley, actually the goal against Man United and primarily the mm. two we scored on Saturday were basically the same move. Mm. It's from the ball, right. Yeah. It's all from the right cut back and the difference with you know, the the first goal on Saturday was almost identical to the Man United goal. It was near post run, yeah. hold up, 
flick it yeah. flick it back to the runner. And it looks easy, but he's held the defender off and he's almost it, off balance and yeah. he still managed to get the, uh, the ball. You know, whereas away. against Burnley, it came a bit deeper and he got the shot off. And it, it it's a great weapon and hope two main teams don't catch mm. onto it. Yeah. Um, I think but with, he knows what he's doing. With Jimenez as well, he's always, either we manage to find him or he manages to find the ball. Yeah. You know, he's always involved in yeah. the build-up play. Because yeah. yeah. there's so yeah. many strikers that you see... Lukaku against us, a prime example, just not in the game at all. Mm. You know, it's very easy sometimes for a striker to just be crowded out, mm. you know, just, you know, might as well play with 10 players sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Jimenez doesn't allow that to happen to him. He's always, always on the move, yeah. making sure that he's a presence but in the game. I was going to say, something I've sort of picked up on him as well is that he does move, but he very much tries to stay between the goalposts. Because yeah. it's one of my biggest frustrations with centre forwards, especially ones who we call unselfish ones who can't score is that you know they'll, they'll do the doggies out to the channels but then if they're not in the box to score whereas he'll do it to the point he needs to yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Doyle syndrome yeah mm. but he yeah. won't he won't kind of push himself too far because he knows he needs to be in the box to Was, score wasn't there a stat um, over the weekend and I should have really saved that like Jimenez is like one of those second most involved player on the pitch in Europe it or is something. A, really? I think the amount of forward passes in the final third or something completely passing the final wow. third on average second behind I don't know who wow. but, but it's in the whole of Europe isn't yeah, it I think yeah, something yeah. Like that. Yeah. And, he, and he got the assist didn't he for Cavs yeah, goal which yeah. just shows you fantastic it's all and coming up in house isn't it really it's <laughs> funny because um, apparently it's £30 million pounds is, is clause to, yes. to the option Ooh. to buy him is it an option or is it we, it's uh, obligatory option. it's not obligatory no, it's, it's, it's definitely you know a, yeah. you'll take it if you want it yeah. but with every game you kind of think who else are you going to get for 30 million? <laughs> I was going to say. He's yeah. going to do the job that he does. Yeah. But, you know, I mentioned about output of players. What is he? Two goals, four assists or something like that so far. Some, God, something no, like that. He's, yeah. he's, he's games in, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, you carry that through a season and he's posting healthy stats mm. of which, again, are you going to get a player who can replicate that uh, next year? Don't say Andre. So. <laughs> <laughs> fit the system so perfectly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he seems, you know, he seems to be that upgrade on Bonatini. You know, same role, but can yeah. do everything that bit better. Adam won't rest until we get Andre <laughs> Silva. He won't rest. Uh, criticisms, gentlemen. I think the obvious one probably is Jota, because many comments from the game was that, especially in our our group, was that the play just seemed to break down with Jota. And he, from from the man, from the from the um, who did we have last? Actually, I just forgot. Man United. Man, or Man United. Oh, Man United. So for the Man United, United game, yeah. sorry, um, people felt like he was kind of back to his groove, and in this game. The kind of general consensus was he kind of he's still trying to get used to Premier League life. What do we all think of Jota's performance on? Yeah, on the weekend. I, I think you know it, it was interesting because Southampton centre back, the tall one, Vestergaard, oh, one, one of the worst centre backs I've he's seen at Premier League level. Honestly, <laughs> he was awful. First three things he did was foul Jota straight away, that? and I can't believe he wasn't on a yellow card. He might have been. I'm not no, sure. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. No. But then, if that's Jota, surely that's the most encouraging thing you can see is this lump mm. cannot get near you. <laughs> and he still managed to like make a mess of things. And I just thought it, it was a really strange performance. You know, the ball was bouncing off him. It, it just, nothing seemed to go right for him. He's lost his touch a bit, hasn't he? He has. I, I, um, he needs a goal. I, I think yeah. he really needs a goal because even when he was having his bad games last year, he was still scoring. So you, you could get away with it because you knew he'd always be in the box. But he just doesn't seem to be, you know, just trying to turn inside his man when he should be shooting. Little things like that are just really frustrating at the moment. Mm. And with Kevin Traore on the bench, you can't afford to mm. be slipping. 
I think some players just need more time to adapt as yeah. well, don't they? I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, so far, touch what everybody seems to have adapted mm. pretty quickly. Maybe he's just taken that bit more time. I remember, was it Thierry Henry? He had a whole season at Arsenal yeah. where he really struggled. Um, but obviously, you don't want it to go on for that long. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think yeah. it might well be, as you've just said, if one of the. You maybe pull him out on the bench and then he comes on and gets a goal or suddenly has a good 20 yeah. minutes. I'm expecting 30 goals next season. 30 goals, yeah. 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 Well, He'll get more than that. But yeah. uh, I think, you know, he just needs something to happen and he will get in the groove because he's a quality player who I think, you know, he yeah. could, I think could play in a top sim- six team. Similar with yeah. Costa. I know sort of a lot of people at the start of the season said that Costa's bulked up but has he lost a yard of pace? And I don't think it's that he's lost a yard of pace but we were... A higher division up and the defenders are that half a yard a yard quicker and I, I think it's interesting that probably Costa not probably to the same degree as Jota but both of them have struggled to kind of get their mojo back from last season mm. um, and their games you know said earlier that you've got Kevin Troyore who are all physicality whether it's pace strength power it is all kind of down to what they can kind of almost do with their bodies in a way yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas Jota is a bit more sort of on space and movement Costa, Costa's got that agility um, and the dribbling prowess and neither one of them's kind of worked out how to do it at the highest level yet had they been so, so used to the, I don't know if this is really a right comment to say but had they been so used to the championship last season well, given yeah. the, the level they probably worked previously and they've got to get their mindset back at that and higher level I would mm. say Southampton have got two of the better fullbacks in the league in yeah. Bertrand and Cedric yeah. they're two very good players you, know, you, you can't dismiss the fact that we've got opposition you can't always yeah. play badly I, you yeah. can be made to don't play think it was a surprise yeah. that both our goals happened I think after Bertrand got booked as well maybe yeah so yeah. like I think as soon as he picked up that book and he wasn't able to kind of go in quite as tough as he needed to. Uh, I think the Southampton right back again, as you say, he's Portuguese international, isn't he? Yeah, he's a really good player. First choice, a really just a solid... Portuguese right international, you say? <laughs> Wing back, you say? He's got knockity to get past. <laughs> I can note that one. Uh, let's do a man of the match, gentlemen. Obviously, uh, champagne man of the match. Who are you going to give your bottle of champagne to and your, and your tub of caviar? Who's your uh, pick of the the players on a Saturday afternoon? Uh, Paul, I'll come to you first. Who, did you, who would you give your man of the match to? I'd go Jimenez. Jimenez, yeah. yeah for the reasons stated. Gully, man of match. I think... Given that you got his goal, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny be good. Yeah, I think I'm starting to worry about next summer when he's ready to go back to Madrid because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Atletico would not be letting him no. go on this form at no. all. Uh, Rich, are you going to give you a man of the match too? It is a tough one, as it's pretty fortunately been most of this season. Um, I was going to go Johnny, but just to be different, I will give it Doherty actually, just because of his contribution for both goals and you no. Know, he got a few critics at the start of the season, um, which I think were probably fairly deserved, but he's really upped his game. And again, I don't think it's a coincidence how many goals have came from that right-hand side so far. Well, it's only not many games in, but we're eight. We're, eight. we're just outside Europe. Yeah. What a time. What a time. We're going to talk about Europe and Palace as well. Um, I'm going to do Twitter Corner after this.
answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. And right now you can save over $500 on any queen or king bundle. That includes a Nectar mattress, foundation, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, as well as our 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com slash save 500 and get hugged. Right, we're just going to briefly uh, mention Europe now because Tim Tim Spears, you like Tim, don't you, Paul? I do a like good Tim, yeah. yeah. So going well with Tim. Good Tim journalist. Tim, very good. I was going to say, good, yeah. and Tim likes Gully. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect circle. Apparently so. Perfect circle. Tim is Gully. Oh, does Gully like Tim? <laughs> yeah. <Tim> Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out for Tim. Yeah. Yeah. I email him on a weekly basis right, now, so yeah. I, better, I better say yes. Does he pinch your stuff for his reports? That's exactly what it is. Absolutely loves that your blog, doesn't he? And he's got a book out. Yes, yes. Yeah. I didn't know that for at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know he had a book out at all. Uh, anyway, so he did a piece this week which talked about could Wolves actually push for Europe this season. The, the initial question, gentlemen, I'm going to ask is, can this team push for Europe this season? Or is it really early days still? What do you think? Everyone's... I think it's both. Yeah. <laughs> I think it feels like it's too early, but I think it's possible. Um Again, the, there's, the way they've adapted to the Premier League, the quality of the football, the results, getting the you know getting results, getting draws against two of the, mm-hmm. the top teams in the division, I think is almost as makes you feel as optimistic as sort of beating Southampton and Burnley. Which, yeah. if you want to get into Europe, you're looking at those games at home and thinking you need to win them. So, what is Europe seventh? Yeah, like Burnley yeah. did. I mean, it's a huge ask, but I certainly think it's possible. No, um, one, no one wants to fully commit, though, do they? I, I, no, I, no, I, no, the, long, the longer yeah. Jose Mourinho's in a job, the likelier it is. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, because they are not finishing well, top well, seven. Is it? I think there's also yeah. a bit of luck in terms of injuries and yeah, suspensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that, you know, that could come into yeah. it and affect Definitely. us a little bit. Not, but what is it? Reach for the moon? No, aim for the moon. It's aim for the stars, and you'll get to the moon. But yeah, I mean, I don't think you know. I think. It's shown already we're going to be comfortably at least mid-table without yeah. getting complacent, but yeah. it certainly feels that way, so why not just... I think the question is, bit. from what we've seen so far, have we seen anything genuinely better than Wolves? Uh, obviously, with the seven games in, mm. you know, any of those teams, Man City, obviously, yep. you know, real quality. I wouldn't actually say Man United look a better team than us, because mm. yeah. they didn't. It's a simple fact. But can a Man United on form... Be a better team than us. We can only go on what we see yeah, at yes. the end of the day. I can't remember what Man United team on form looks like. Yeah, well, there you that's go. the issue. That's, that's um, the thing. Until Zidane yeah. comes in, of course. <laughs> oh, so I'm, I'm trying to work out. Do I? Because I think I said we'd finish tenth or eleventh um, in the start of the season prediction. So I'm trying to work out. Do I stick with my now slightly negative opinion, or do I kind of just completely turn coat and say, you know? We're going to finish seventh. Um, only three or four places, you know. Yeah, it's not, yeah. I mean, it's not too bad, but I don't think it's whether any teams are necessarily better than us, but it's which teams might be a little bit savvier, maybe over the course of a season. And you know, say Man United just seem to be an absolute joke at the moment. Um, I like how we started with Paul's unpopular opinion that people yeah. are talking about Mourinho too much and then basically just dedicated yeah. a section oh, to God, it. God. But like, Paul is just quietly rocking back yeah. and forth. No. <laughs> but like, I, I know someone like Leicester, for example, I mean, they turned us over uh, you know, second game of the season. And I'd still say and it didn't look any better than us. No, it didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's whether they can consistently do that for the next 
31 games and I, I don't quite know well um, Claude Puel's always one game from the sack yeah. if you listen to oh, the yeah. PL reports yeah. um, you know but as a, a, at the moment who's seventh Watford are in the top seven aren't they I would think they're uh, seventh still, off yeah. the top of my head you know I think they're, they're still they're still up there it's hard to tell whether you know for some teams whether it's that early season form or whether it's a genuine sign of a bit yeah. of consistency and I think you get the impression from Wolves this is just like how we play there's no luck involved in it it's this is what we are this is who we are is it like the the relegation battle do you look at it at Christmas really and look at the form then and go if Wolves are around the top 10 and are still performing at that level then you can start maybe seriously thinking this is a possibility I think so especially as you say the next few games as well are going to be you know Palace away is all of a sudden one you're looking at and thinking we might win yeah yeah I think the next two games Watford and Tottenham. Yeah. And if you come out of that in in a similar position and almost mm. keeping the level of form up against teams that have started the season really well. I'm going to have to do a new one here. We take it game by game. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> thought, gentlemen, how it would actually work if Wolves were in the Europa League, for example? If this team was in the Europa League, is there a way we could find out how Wolves would do well? Well, fear not. Oh fear I'll not. Try work Someone's out. done it. It had, it, had, oh, no. it had the fear of a segment, <laughs> a segment in his voice. Uh, Messing for, with his phone as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, leaning it up against yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the research ready. of this podcast, thanks to the power of FIFA 19, I created a Europa League-style tournament. Jesus uh, Christ. 32 teams, so I'm not going to go too much detail. And obviously, I didn't put in teams that would get from the Champions League. Typical Europa League teams with Wolves. Group stage or knockout? How far would this starting eleven go? So you playing FIFA? FIFA. No, this say, is me simming, simming, simming the okay. whole yeah. process. Dedication, though. Well, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or sadness, really. Bit, it's yeah. one of those. Did we beat that team from Luxembourg? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Walt, so, this, so this is what I'm going to do, and I'm trying to make it uh, fun as possible. Let's say so. I will give you certain results. You've got to get how far Wolves went, basically. Okay. And I'll give you some um, games. And if you think Wolves did well, you say it's a good deal. If Wolves <laughs> did badly, you say no deal, basically. <laughs> uh, so Wolves in their group. <laughs> Europa <laughs> means Europa. <laughs> yeah. How did you have time for this? Oh, no. uh, Wolves this wasn't in, in the contract. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wolves in their group. And this is when I really fall down with pronouncing foreign teams. Wolves had uh, Vallecano. Is it Rio Vallecano? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, Cadiz. I don't know where okay. they're from, Spanish. and Wren as well. Okay, in their in their group. So I'm not going to go through all the results because they obviously played home and away. Uh, well, where did Wolves come in that group with the start eleven we've got now? Bear in mind that uh, half a couple of games into the group, Doherty got sent off, and then oh, the the last two games in that group, Jimenez got injured for two months. And Bonatini, the next game, got injured for two months. This is going to be a short, this is going to be a short segment. This and also, right. bear in mind as well, this was simmed because it's a whole tournament, so it's not spread out for a whole season. So imagine Europa League condensed in uh, a World Cup format. Okay. Where did Wolves come in that group? Where, was it a good deal? Did they get the top two? I think two? that's a double bluff from you, so yeah. I'm going top two. Yeah, I'm so top two, thanks, a good quite, deal. I think they progressed, yeah. yeah so it's yeah, a good deal. Good deal. Got, yeah, good yeah, deal. Good deal. Luckily, it was a good deal. Oh, Wolves yeah. came second in that group, behind Wren. Wolves started off, won their first three games. Well, then um, didn't so well in the last 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 few, but they got through anyway. Knockout stage. Did blame Doc for getting sent off. Uh, what did he do? So, he oh, he would have been the scapegoat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know what Wolves fans are. I was going to say he'd have been lynched. 
So obviously Wolves got into the last 16 and uh, took on Red Bull Salzburg. Salzburg, yeah? Salzburg, yeah. Salzburg, that's it. Um, away in that game. It, was all, it wasn't two leg, it was a straight oh, kind of word. knockout. Ooh. So tough was it a good game. deal or a, or a no it's deal? Tough game. Good deal or So this is without Jimenez and Doherty then? So this is without Jimenez and Doherty. Well, no, Doherty's back in because he's only probably been back all game. So no Jimenez. So basically for... From now on, no Jimenez. Away no, from home. Yeah, no Jimenez, no Bonatini. In a raucous Austrian atmosphere. So obviously I had to change saying, the team yeah. arrangement. Picture the scene now. Yeah. 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 Flares, <laughs> flares yeah. through all sorts. Yeah, yeah. The drinks on the travelling fans. The vice beer though. thrown out the crowd. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I reckon getting to the ground would be quite easy for Wolfsambo because Salzburg's like quite a big place. So I think we'd have a lot of... Big, there's a big following yeah. there. Yeah, there's yeah. a big following. Yeah. 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 Uh, I can see a lot of people. I can see Stu going. The, yeah, Stu <laughs> would be there. Alex will be there as well. <laughs> Alex the, is always there. The, the, arg- the arguments... Camped out in the streets. The arguments over the loyalty points would have been immense. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Wolves are away. Obviously, what I did then, because if a, a player is out, you have to replace a player. So I put Jota in fr- up front instead. Okay. And Cav went, and Cal- Cal went wow. on the wing. There was no that other... That is plan C. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I would have gone Cav Front, but there was no other strikers apart from Seal. Oh, yeah, so take you David. Anyway, so good deal, no good deal. deal. How did Wolves get on? It was I a good deal. Think we got knocked out. Oh. You think yeah. it's a no deal? Yeah. He won't say it, will you? No, no deal. <laughs> no deal. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go deal. You're gonna go deal because I want the segment to carry on. Yeah. Well, luckily for Richard, the second one will carry on. Oh, yes. It was a two-all draw, and Wolves won five-four on penalties. <laughs> that's right. not right. Yeah, that's <laughs> that ain't right. Come on, man. So so quarter-final. Wolves yeah. stuck on their old adversary, Wren. Back oh, in the quarter-final stage. Uh, I was Wol- say. Wolves were away once again for this one. Well so how did Wolves get on? Was it a good deal or no deal in Is the quarter-finals? Still with Jota up front. Still the same team, yeah. No I mean, one's listen, co- we scored no two goals back. in the previous yeah. game. I mean, we're on penalties. There's nothing stopping us now. I'm going, yeah. good, I'm going good deal again. Okay. For a good deal. Good league. Okay, yeah. yeah for a good deal as well. Go for a good deal. Yeah. Go for a good deal. Yeah. Go for a good deal. Well, it was a good deal once oh, again. Right, yeah. went through. Uh, a 1-0 win. Matinho after two minutes. Of course it was. Getting the goal. Control so semi-final <laughs> then. Uh, now this is the team I can't pronounce and it's got the shortest names. I'm just going to spell it out. C-A-E-N. Can 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 well, you should have listened to Paul, or maybe not listened to Paul, because they've got to the final. Oh, wow. And they won 2 1. Oh, now, amazing. here's the crux of it all. Cav missed a penalty at the start. Neves got sent off. And then Cav scored the last minute winner. That feels a bit Cardiff away. That I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> or Middlesbrough away, whichever one it was. So Wolves get to the final of the Europa League with this same side, and they're in the final against Dynamo Kiev. Ooh. They're the designated home team. It doesn't matter, of course, because it's the final. It's a neutral ground. So the final of the Europa League with this side: no Jimenez, no Bonatini, no Neves as well. Remember? <laughs> How do Wolves get on at the final Who of the Europa in the middle League? Of the park, then? Uh, I think I'll put Sace, Matinho in the middle. Yeah. 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 I think Seal just get 
upgrade you to the bench <laughs> just for numbers just but for penalties what's yeah, the weather like yeah. huh? what was the weather like I've no idea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did Wolves get on in the final of the Europa League against, against Dynamo Kiev? Kiev was it a good deal seasoned or Europa League campaigners yeah Yeah. did Wolves take Minus that deal Yarmolenko, though. they haven't got any uh, yeah. real star can I, can I just say that five minutes ago you sort of thinking that maybe talking about Europe was a bit premature and all of a sudden you've got us in the final <laughs> of the Europa League basically uh, yeah, we're, fair enough we're all basing it on okay. this so yeah. uh, did Wolves sign that deal or did Wolves leave Europe no deal at all. Oh, what, see what you did there. Yeah. Wow. You've been teetering on that. He's been sat on that one. For yeah. the whole segment. <laughs> so what do you think? Um, Fantasy Europa League with this side. Good deal or no deal? Walls in the final. Rich, what do you think? I'd go for broke, man. Yeah. Win the final. Deal. Go for a deal. Yeah, good deal. Go for yeah. a good deal. Seeing as I said we'd lose the semis, I'll go for a win in the finals. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. Oh, gentlemen, 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 book your tickets to Europe because it was a good deal. Oh, yes! <laughs> We're going! It was a 3-0 win, Cavalero getting two. So basically, based on FIFA, not yeah. only are we getting to Europe, we're going we're gonna to storm it, gentlemen. Need to get Spears on the phone in terms of yeah. his article. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we're going to be in Europe. All the rest. All you heard rest. it here first. Yeah. Heard it here first. We will I win the Europa League. I cannot wait for the end of the season. <laughs> can, you, now. I was say, can you imagine? And we're doing the. What did we predict at the start <laughs> of the season? I was going to say, can you imagine we somehow get into Europe by league position or like by a cup and we end with bloody friends? <laughs> right, let's get on to the, uh, the game of the weekend. The Wolves are away to Crystal Palace. Uh, and before we get on to details, Gully, of course, has. His research, his opposition report. Gully, what can you tell us about Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace? Well, I went out to Selhurst Park last night. I was going to say, when, yeah, when yeah. did you obviously. write this up? Did you have to get back? Yeah. <laughs> At work today. Don't tell him that. Um, well, familiar foe of the 90s and the 2000s, but it's actually the first time we played him in a Premier League fixture. Mm. Good little stat right there. There you go. Yes. There you go. Beat you that Spurs. Spurs, Spears. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> no, don't. So, we'll be taking on Wilfred Zaha FC. Yes. Oh. Key as man of they, As they are more commonly known. It actually reminded me of a game when Zaha was at his first spell at the club and it was the season we went down. Yes. Sol Bakken was manager yes. and Zaha... Taurus and you. He scored the winner. He, he scored, scored that two. night was fantastic. Yeah. He scored we're two doing goals. Well up till then, yeah, we? We one up. Yeah, we were one up. And if we'd won that game, we would have gone top. Think, yeah, possibly. As well. yeah. I think Doyle hit the crossbar in the second half, yeah. and that would have been game. To, and then Zaha just mm. it started. It Zaha was, it was the demise of Staller that day. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, unbelievable footballer. But things haven't really progressed too much yeah, in that yeah, sense yeah, for yeah. Palace. It's it's strange to see that they are still very heavily reliant um, on them. Last five games, we've got lost last night. They didn't look very good last night, mm. I've got to be honest. Um, was it 2-1 two, two, in the end? Yeah. yeah. Um, Benteke was yeah. not in the squad at all. I'm not sure why that was, to be honest. Uh, he hasn't been in the goals wow, anyway, okay. to be honest. But with the forward line they had, um, Zahar, Townsend and uh, Jordan Ayew, I thought they'd be more of a threat, mm. but didn't really seem to materialise. Um, so, I mean, going back in the results, Newcastle drew 0-0. Beat Huddersfield 1-0, which you'd expect. Uh, lost to Southampton 2-0. Yeah. Who were quite toothless against us. Which, I presume they're know, near the bottom end. They're not in the relegation zone, surely, but they're near the bottom end of that table. Yeah. Um, you might have to look up that, for me, <laughs> to be honest. But, um, you know, <laughs> that's a schoolboy area, that yeah. is, isn't it? Let's be honest. First um, that we should be on there. Yeah. <laughs> they're 13th. But 
I don't look at the Actually. table before Christmas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just fix your Europa League result. Game by yeah. game. Game by game, guys. Yeah, game yeah. By game. But they did beat the Baggies 3 0 in the yes. cup. So, which know. is always nice to every see. Every cloud, boys, every cloud. Um, the, the key bit, kind of not just Zahar, but Wayne Hennessy. Yeah. It's the first time mm. I would think it's the first time we've played Wayne Hennessy since he left Wolves, uh, that fateful night. He's avoided us very nicely. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I, I think it'll be more of a judgment when we play them at home. But what's everyone's feelings on Wayne Hennessy? Has time passed on enough now that you've got real no ill feeling towards him? Was it Was it just a situation that... Ultimately, he probably was a Premier League player at a League One club. I mean, you was, know, yeah. and, and I think I think enough times passed. He came through the club. Um, he, he was the championship-winning goalkeeper and played with us for a few years in the Premier League before he got injured. I, I'm not going to stand up and necessarily applaud him, but I don't think he deserved much unwarranted yeah. use personally. But. I'm quite a nice guy, so. Okay, <laughs> 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 <That helps. laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Wayne's going to buy you a ticket for Saturday now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though because um, he's actually they brought in a keeper called uh, Vicente Guay to, yeah. to actually replace Hennessy because okay. like, he's That's he's quite... not been the most popular player no. um, at Palace for a few years and they've been looking. For well, they've had Speroni for the best part of a decade, and mm, he seems yeah. to be sort of very much still a cult hero there, yeah. and not. Major sort of he's not been convincing Hennessy, mm. and but he's still somehow in the team. So whatever's going on there is interesting. But from my point of view, I just think you know, I think the way it was done with Hennessy at the time, it hurts. It, mm. it is a real sort of bitter mm. pill to swallow for all of us. Uh, given it the academy graduate as well, yeah. of course, you know, it's he'd had some really good times with us and. When you stuck with the player through an injury, I think he'd been out for quite a long time up until he'd that managed point. to do his ACL twice in a row. I think. Yeah, so on, on like a, on his um, in a friendly again. And the club stood by him, so yeah. you know you felt like mm. he, he was owed. Yeah, he owed us something back. But that's but not how it works, though. Of course, it? It isn't, yeah. Of course, it's you know not all football players aren't fans. At the end of the day, mm. that's just not how it works. So, but yeah. We'll give him some shite on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to get edited? He can have that. He's had his one. Yeah, he's had his one. <laughs> I mean, personally, for me, I'm not. I'm not that fussed, really. Time's for me. Time has passed now, and that game was so dreadful mm. that night. Gillingham last-minute winner as well. Aaron McCary in goal was he? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, lovely. I think it is interesting. It's the point that how the situation was handled differently. Yeah, because I mean, as you say, Sacco wasn't in the right frame of mind, and I think. Probably, I was there, but I didn't quite get the inside story on it. But I imagine that was the same for Wayne. It was a, mm. you know, he thought the following week he was going to Crystal Palace, like perhaps Saka thought he was going to leave, and the fans it, reacted differently. And they were both, I mean, Kenny Jackett probably dealt with them both differently as he yeah. saw fit at the time because he probably knew Hennessy was going to go, whereas Saka was probably well, I mean, we might still. Keep and Hennessy him, wasn't necessary. I mean, I think it might be different because he's a goalkeeper and it's a one-position situation, so. He had the option of playing Hennessy, a international capped Premier League mm. experienced goalkeeper in League One, or playing McCary, who, with great respect, hadn't played at that level. Mm. Whereas it probably wasn't the same for Sacco, who there was other players you could sort of drop in, mm. and he was probably confident could replace him. Um, so it probably annoyed. Yeah, yeah. Probably I mean, I think if it's... you spoke to Wayne now, he'd probably maybe admit he'd handle it differently and yeah, he made yeah. a mistake. And he probably, yeah. had, I could imagine, he probably had some bad advice at the time as well, maybe because that's how it. You know how these things tend to yeah, pan yeah, out because yeah. he's not, you know, the character and personality is absolutely fine. He's not mm. a problem at all, and I don't think he ever was apart from that. So I'm guessing that someone got in his ear, or perhaps. Um, 
Say, but I think it'll be a bit of a shame unless I understand fans are going to have feelings. But yeah. do, you, do you remember him for the 160 games when he came through and got us to the Premier yeah. League? Yeah. And, or do you remember him for a, a mistake he made at the end? Mm. Um, you know, fans have to make their judgments. But I mean, the other thing I'd say about him as well, and um, you know, obviously he had a lot of stick at the time, and probably again he'd probably admit he deserved mm. that. But I remember uh, Bert Williams passed away a few weeks mm. later, and it was his funeral and. He came think, back up, didn't he? Exactly, yeah. and I was. I think they asked me to get in touch with Wayne, and you think where he is in South London, it's a heck of a drive. Yeah. Mm. But in between training, he, you know, he drove up himself. He could have. I mean, no one was going to have a go at him on that day, but equally, you know, he wasn't flavour of the month, and that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah. me, that really impressed me that Bert Williams had taken mm. the time to see him, and he thought he was going to come and pay his respects, and he did. He came up, went to the service, and then said farewell and, and got mm. in his car. And so that kind of, you yeah. know, I'm obviously probably going to stick up for him anyway because I've worked closely with him, but you just. Those little things hopefully make up for for me yeah. for what was, you know, as Gully says, it was mm. something that annoyed fans understandably, and I think it was a mistake that you probably acknowledge now. Yeah. But never, these situations are always so, so complex, aren't they? They're never simple. Been um, what five years plus? Yeah, so I would like, say you so, know, yeah. like it, if you're still holding on to something like that, I think you probably need to. I think Take Marie a look Patricio at is a decent consolation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Carl had his chance, which is yeah. been great for yeah, Carl yeah, over yeah. the years yeah. as well. We never and had the story with Carl, you know, real good times with yeah. him as well. Yeah. Mm. Anything else from your report, Goldie? Um I really like um the young little midfielder they've got called Max Meyer. Mm-hmm. I think he's a oh, really yeah. good player. Yeah. Um What about the uh la- that- Left back Van Arnholt scored a no, really good no, goal. No, the yeah. uh, young one, young oh, fullback. Right back, Wan Bissaka. Wan Bissaka. Yeah, yeah. yeah. League dream, is. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, he's got him in week two. They've got, yeah. they've got a really powerful team. I think it's going to be kind of battle of the mini maestros in the middle with okay. Martino and Mayo. You know, really good battle between them. But the real, the biggest asset for me is Hodgson. Mm. I do think that because he's at that level where he's comfortable. He's done well with these kind of clubs before Fulham West yeah, Brom yeah. done really well and he's getting the best out of players which might not otherwise have been successful um, so it's, I think it's going to be a tough game Selhurst Park as well mm. got you know real atmosphere it's quite a unique Premier League ground yes. release, um, tight pitch you know could have a bit of an impact and he's got the ultras as well which they yeah. equated themselves didn't they has that happened? There's a bit of a. I thought the ultras still. That, they've got their own they? end, like have they? Or... Oh, no, haven't they got their own bit in the? They tried to move season to goalers, didn't they? And it oh, them... I don't know. Then it, oh, if it's not there this season, I then know, I don't know. But people say it's the best atmosphere of yeah. the Premier League yeah. grounds um, at the moment. So could all be a factor. I uh, can't imagine. Team wise, does Nuno keeper was it would be like an eighth straight <sighs> unchanged team, or is it the the time that perhaps Jota comes out and Cavallero? Gets a start. What do we all think, gentlemen? I think Nuno in the past is generally given maybe one more chance mm. after a bad performance. Mm. You know, he's he's happy to make a change at half time if he needs to, and that's the beauty of football. At the end of the day, you can still do that. There's no reason why you know a relatively poor 45 minutes means he has to play the whole game. You know, you just you've got we've got the options. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that, and we've seen Cavalier and Troyore. It's not always easy to make an impact off the bench. You know, you've got to pick up the pace of the game straight away, all that sort of stuff. They're happy to come on and just, you know, pick up where they left yeah. off, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, they they play with such a flow from the beginning of games. Everyone, that starting eleven, they all know their jobs. They all know where they need to be on a pitch at pretty much any given time. Um, if I was an opposition, I'd, I'd hate that 
you'd have Troyer or Cav coming on. Mm. I'm not sure I'd feel the same if Jota and Costa were in the same in the same regards. Um, and you know, we talk about players having necessarily a bad game or a poor game, but I thought that you know there were points where Troyer was very frustrating on Saturday mm. um, when you know sometimes. He'd run into traffic in the middle of the park where he could just sort of hug the touchline. There are other times where he should be doing the opposite. And I can feel that with someone like him, it's only going to take a game for fans to get on his back. Um, uh, to be honest, I think there's no real need to change a winning team. No. And it's like you've got those options, which is insane. Keep it as it is, Paul. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think for the reasons, again, we've talked about how well we've started most of the games. So I just don't think he'll risk that. Um it's the international break after this one, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. So that's yeah. probably time for him to maybe, you know, if Cavi's going to get closer, you've got a couple mm. of weeks to work with him. So I just think he'll. And, and Costa went off injured, didn't he? But yes, but there's been no report okay. of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I imagine. Oh, just a dead leg. Dead leg. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, stick, stick with it. If it's not mm. broke, we've only lost one game. Just And then you have got those those weapons to come on. And, uh, 60 minutes on. <laughs> a clean sheet, a win, England call up. Potentially, do we think? Or I know we've been talking about these last few days more Cody and Bennett, but is it perhaps if anything's going to happen, it would be the friendlies against USA in November rather than Nation League matches? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'd be depends. Surprised. You know, Southgate, isn't he? Yeah, Southgate might have. You know, Cody's that specific slot. He's got mm. that nailed. You know, if that's what Southgate's looking for, you never. Know, there's nobody else in the Premier League doing that. Mm. Why not? And he'll pick Phil Jones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's fingers crossed because it's it's Thursday, isn't it? This week, yeah. Yeah. Score announcements. We'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, let's do predictions. Enter before we wrap up Palace. Uh, so, how are you feeling now, gentlemen? Of uh, Tuesday night, Palace versus Wolves. Paul, what do you think? Um, I think it's a tough game, as Gully says, and I think I don't think the Palace have scored at home this season in the league. Mm. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. No, but I think. Yeah. Which is probably put the mockers yeah. on it. So. I think, you know, the start we've had, as much as you've certainly got a chance of winning it, I think I'd take a draw, so I'd go one each. One each, Gully. I think one nil, Wolves. One nil, Wolves. Mm. I'm going to give it. Yeah, I'll go 1 1 as well. Because it's <laughs> You're home. You're going to go a defeat then, won't you? Yeah, I was like, I don't. I'm scared. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. I shouldn't get this, like. <laughs> apprehensive about Wolves going oh yeah we do, we're doing I'm, so I'm well I'm going to say this again nothing we say here has any <laughs> no, impact on the result no. whatsoever it's only my pride <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 2-1 win yeah. We're still go- we're still going well. We go again, as they say. Palace will score, of course. Mate, you've said it. <laughs> Fifteen points from eight games. Uh, right before we get into Twitter corner quickly, let's do Dan's quiz. It's the Wolves versus Palace quiz this week. Oh, wow. Uh, so oh, we'll how try- does this work? Uh, so basically, I will ask a question, you will give me an answer, and whoever gets the most yeah. points win. Simple quiz yeah, format. Sounds like quiz. Yeah. Uh, but it's obviously. <laughs> <Sounds like quiz. laughs> but each week it's based on a, on the opposition side against Wolves against that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first question, former Wolves striker Akinbaye made his Crystal Palace debut against Wolves in 2002 but what number shirt did he wear for wow. them? This is a classic Dan quiz. So what that number is, shirt did Akinbaye wear for Crystal Palace? In 2002. 2002. <sighs> Just I'm like going... the song. Totally off the wall. Yeah. 39. 39. Anyone else? 15. 15. Guess. I had 30 in my head. 30. No, it was 55. What? Oh, okay, is yeah. he playing it? 55. Oh, no, is that the whole 10? Adding up to 10? Oh, maybe. Yeah, well, 
yeah, Dunner's put, which I didn't really get until you said it now, in brackets, five plus five. Oh. So I don't know whether yeah. that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a simple sum that day. Five plus five is ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good maths, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quick maths as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, next question. Former Palace and Wolves winger, Bakri Sacco, scored his first Wolves goal against which club? Who did he score his first goal against which club? It was... You can all just keep churning them out. Bristol City. Bristol City. Anybody else? Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. Rich. I do remember he scored at least one against um, Bristol, didn't he? Was it two? I think his first two goals were free kicks, and I think the Sheffield Wednesday one was a week after, I think. What are you going for? Yes, the Bristol City one was miles out, wasn't it? I think Bristol City rings a bell. Well, the key thing of that question is I never said league. In there, he scored against Northampton North oh, away oh, in the cup, and it was a lovely goal. It was a lovely goal. It was the like, yeah. infamous game where Kari played as well, wasn't yes. it? And, and, uh, and uh, Margaret, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Frank Newblay scored off his ass, didn't he? As well, I, think. Oh, I remember yeah. watching that. Yeah. I tell you what, there's some names about starting. Oh, I was watching that on a computer in Alicante and. The screen was so bad, I couldn't tell who was who was where. I really couldn't see. Sacco had like a God. screech of blue in his hair Did as well. It's yeah. a great goal. He's got a crack at it. Yeah. Oh no. He nearly broke the crossbar from what I, what I remember. He blew goal. a kiss to the fans, didn't he? Because yeah, I remember yeah. Sam Bagnall got the photo and was pretty pleased with himself. So yeah, I know he's coming back to me now. Listen to the question. Oh. Yeah. Listen oh, to the question. God. Anyway, the next one. Uh, current Palace sporting director Dougie Freeman finished top scorer for Wolves in all competitions in the 97, 98 season, but with how many goals? How many goals did he? I will, I will do nearest so somebody might be able to rack up a point. 96, 97. 97, yeah. 97 98, 98, sorry. 97, 98. 12. I should call that trick. 12. 12. 12. 14. 14. 15. 15. I have to give you both half a point because it's 13. No way. <laughs> oh. Unlucky. So half a point each and nil for Rich. Sorry, Rich. Uh, last time Wolves won at Crystal Palace was in 2009, thanks to Ebanks Blake with the goal. But what former Palace defender was on the bench for Wolves that day? So, what former Palace defender was on the bench for Wolves in Wolves's one 0 win against uh, Crystal Palace? 2009. In 2009. Um, is it Darren Ward? Oh, I was going to go for Darren Ward. Yeah. You can still have Darren Ward if you want to. Yeah, no, yeah. isn't it? So two for Darren Ward. Ward. Yeah. yeah, I think he, did he, play, he did play. Oh, for he's gone by then. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. I can't remember if he was still He went off on loan, must have come, maybe he came back. So this player played for, so yeah, he was on the bench for Wolves. 2009 yeah. would have been promotion season okay. as well. So March, March we time. Yeah. Okay, so what are you saying? Darren Ward? Yeah. Darren Ward. I'm not sure about Darren Ward, but I can't think of anyone else. So you can go for Darren Ward? Okay. It was Darren Ward. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. That's one way to get the answer. Yeah. So one and a half and one. Uh, Wolves went out 3-1 in the fourth round of replay of the 2010 oh, FA Cup to Palace. Remember this Thanks one. to a Danny Butterfield hat-trick. But who scored... <laughs> never scored who's, before. I was going to say, I thought the question was going to be, but who scored a hat-trick yeah. that yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. Oh. But who scored the Consolation for Wolves oh, that day? It was Carl Henry. King Carl. Yeah, yeah, Carl Henry. It was Carl That's Henry. That's a cracker as well. Right. I remember yeah. my beloved... My beloved Majanji Bai didn't have the Grace game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay, so Palace fan and the mod father, Paul Weller, his actual birth name is what? What's his first actual oh name? Oh my god. I've been told this recently for whatever reason. And it was all set up for this day. So, Seriously? what is Paul Weller's actual first name? What are we going for? I don't know. No, no idea. Throw out some Any names. clues? Bruce. Did it begin with P? No. No, okay. <laughs> Throw out some names. Tom Stevens. Tom. Let's say Tom. <laughs> Tom, Tom is one. 
Rodney. Rodney. <laughs> Paul. Different uh, name. Graham. Graham. No, it's John. Oh, John. A classic John. Who's final. Final. <laughs> final. Was his surname Weller? Yeah. It is still Weller. John yeah. Weller. Yeah. Final question then. Uh, Loveball legend Kevin Muscat was given how many yellow cards in his 19-year professional career? Um. Oh, he was Palace yeah. before. Oh, so yeah. Dan's given two answers. He's given. Uh, I'll do. Well, I'll. Yeah, I'll do the the whole. No, no, just yellow cards. Ignore me. Just yellow cards. He's given me red. We might have that as a tie break, just Ooh. in case. Nineteen year career. Nineteen year career. How many yellow cards did Kevin Muscat get? I think it's a bit. I don't think he got alone, did he? He used to get away with stuff. Yeah, most of the time. It was the nineties primarily. Yeah, we'll go six. <laughs> on his sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Yeah. I should imagine like it'd be pretty, really, really yeah. hard to get a yellow card playing in Australia as well. Well, he did his um, best. Didn't he? Yeah, I think he, he literally used to just beat people up. Didn't I think he literally yeah. he, he went he chased a guy around yeah. the pitch and sm- like broke his neg- leg in half at one. But point. he's doing really well as a manager, isn't he? He's been at yeah. Melbourne for years. And he but he looks like even more of a nutcase. Yeah. I was gonna say he now yeah. looks like um, Mark Strong, the actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 105. Um, 105. 67. 67. I had 97 in my head. We'll do nearest I, I think again. that might have just been because it was 97, 98, season four, and the numbers just sort of stayed. So you say 97. I'll go 97, yeah. 97. Well, the nearest person on his debut was Paul. It was 123 years <laughs> of cards. <laughs> that, that is a lot. Not far that off. is a lot. Years. That's so Paul nips it with two and a half points. Well done, Paul. <laughs> just for fun, who got how many red cards did he get in his career? In England. In, in his career. Oh, oh his so career. that's Australian as well. 12. Because yeah. he got sent off in his last game, so didn't he? You go for 12? 12. 8. 8. Uh, 10. You wished it was 12, Gully. I mean, you wish it was red. I can't remember. It was 12. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 12 red oh, cards. Nice. Right, we'll finish off the podcast very quickly with a quick fire uh, Twitter yeah. corner. You can get the show at WFC Fancast and you can also email us podcast at wallsfancast.com. Robbie Tinsley um, saying, What was your favourite moment or time spent under the top flight under Mick McCarthy? Any kind of key wow. Mick McCarthy top flight moments for people? Um, I think Liverpool away when yeah, uh, when Stephen Ward, Ward. Steve Ward and Duda could run the length of the pitch the year before. Yeah, that was yeah, just yeah. Yeah. Oh, poetic. Rainer, Pepe yeah, Reina, yeah. yeah, sorry, Pepe, Pepe Reina. Yeah, yeah. Oh God! Oh, well, I remember that great yeah. moment, but yeah, um, that was just poetic justice that night. I thought it was brilliant, and it's Roy Hodgson, which brings us. Yeah, nice. Yeah, full circle. Circle. Nice full circle. I think it was uh, for me. It was the Kobe double slash Kevin Doyle yes. against Man United. Oh, yeah. The yeah. argument that still goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't okay. matter. Yeah. <laughs> really doesn't matter. We beat him. Rich for you. Um, probably when we beat West Ham in that first. Year. Oh, that was such a good game. Yeah, just because yeah. like yeah. Zubal's goal. Some of the goals. Yeah, yeah. that's my birthday as well. That was it. Yeah. Special. It's been a great day. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Monday night, wasn't it? I think. It was, oh, yeah. Got yeah, moved, yeah. didn't it? Got yeah. postponed yeah. Christmas, I think. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think yeah. it was the yeah, did, yeah. the 3-1 win at home to Baggies, because that was actually the first ever mm. Black Country Derby I'd ever been to. Really? Yeah, first ever one. No way. And then suddenly we had the one after, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Roy Hodgson again. Yeah, yeah, Roy Hodgson doesn't count. Wolf says, have you found yourselves in the crowd on FIFA 19 yet? They're all generic. I was going to say, I swear I saw a Tim Spears lookalike. There's loads of them around there, <laughs> I swear, but yeah. I was going to say, what do you think of it? Because I, I think I it's really, it's really it. good. Yeah. It's really good. The graphics are. I think Molyneux is great, but it's weird when you play it because of the camera angle. You're just looking at the bottom of the steel ball stand, so it almost doesn't feel like you're playing at Molyneux. Yeah. If that makes sense. But yeah, it's yeah. it's very surreal and nice to see uh, to see Molyneux on there. They've got the fireworks. Uh, no, oh. not something that. Maybe when all these updates happen, no. I keep <laughs> being told about in November, <laughs> October. Well, maybe we'll see the fireworks then. <laughs> but great, lovely. That's it. Podcast done, Paul. 
Well done. You thank survived. You. All no, those years ago, me. you never thought you'd actually this appear it, no. on an episode. No, thank you for having you me. You survived. Which, well uh, done. Well done. Much appreciated. Uh, so that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Helen Smith Limited and Pixel Yeti Media. You can follow us all week on social for your lols and trolls. Just so search for Wolves Fancast and you'll find us there. And we'll be back next week to look back at that game against Crystal Palace. But for this week, it's bye from Paul. Goodbye. It's bye from Gully. Goodbye. Bye from Rich. Bye, everyone. Bye from me. See you next time. renting furniture with feather looks like pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill oh and did we mention delivery and assembly included feather start renting at livefeather.com